Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. In today's conversation with WRAL meteorologist Kat Campbell, we're talking about anything and everything that has to do with hurricanes. Kat, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Amanda. So let's start with the basics. What qualifies a storm as a hurricane? What do those numbers that we always talk about mean? Uh, A hurricane is a system, of course, that forms over the ocean. So it doesn't form over the land. It is a low-pressure system, and sometimes we see low-pressure form over land, but it has no fronts involved in it because it develops over the ocean, and the wind speeds have to reach 74 miles per hour to become a hurricane. And you mentioned the numbers. I assume you mean category one, two, three, four. Those are a measure of the wind speed. So we block the wind speeds into these different categories to tell us how strong the hurricane is based solely off of how strong the winds are. And I know you probably get this question every year, but how are they named? I know the names, you know, um, are predetermined and then they, you know, some of those names are retired, some come back again. How does that work? That is actually done on a global scale. So the World Meteorological Organization names them. So it's not even the National Weather Service in the U.S. that's naming them or anything like that. This is the whole globe kind of works together, all of the meteorological departments from the U.S., Europe, Australia, et cetera. And they come up with these lists of names and the names are appropriate to each basin. So you're going to see a lot of names for us that are English names and, um, you know, some names from Central America on the list as well for the countries that it would impact for each kind of list of names. And every time a hurricane is exceptionally destructive or deadly, that name gets retired off the list and they have just a backup list going. And they've they've set these lists of names out for, you know, 10 years in the future. And so they're alphabetical. Mm -hmm. And how far do they usually get? Uh, Well, they actually changed that recently. That's a good question. So, you know, we go A through Z in the alphabet. And previously, then you would go into the Greek hurricane name list. You would use the Greek alphabet. And they actually stopped doing that. It got really confusing in 2020, if you remember. We had so many storms. And I think people were getting really confused because the Greek alphabet It doesn't follow alphabetical order. So you would get these names that went from, you know, alpha, beta, and then, you know, you jump to omega so quickly. And people got really confused about that. So now there's actually just an alternative list of names that we would get to. And, you know, luckily, I don't think we'll get to the alternative name list this year. I'm not seeing that in the forecast right now. What level does a storm have to be to be named? Is a a tropical storm named? Mm -hmm. Yep. A tropical storm is named. And, uh, you know, tropical storm is one tier below a hurricane, winds 39 miles per hour to be a tropical storm. But a tropical depression isn't named. We number the tropical depressions. Understood. So I know hurricane season runs from June through November. Uh, What months present the highest risks? September is definitely the worst. And, you know, August really isn't far behind September. The technical peak of hurricane season is in mid-September, but August and September are really 
the top two months for hurricanes to form. But we can see those hurricanes uh, into October as well. Typically, June and July, there's a lot of Saharan dust. So it's not typical that we have a very active Atlantic that early on in the season. But, you know, we've had tropical systems in January. So never let your guard down. Exactly. Well, we will be right back after the break. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. So when you have an advancement in meteorology like we've had, obviously, in the past you know, 10, 20 years, does it become easier to track these storms? It does. We've definitely made some big advancements, but I'll be the first person to tell you we got a long ways to go. There's a lot more work that we can do. But I mean, to put this into perspective, the National Hurricane Center at the end of every season, they release a report on their, you know, their accuracy. And if you go three days out from when a storm makes landfall, they can pinpoint that on average to about 70 nautical miles. In 1970, it was 250 nautical miles. So they've made big advancements over the past 50 years in forecasting. But, you know, our models are getting upgraded. Last year, the year before, the American model went underwent upgrades. And it's really done a good job over the past couple of years with those upgrades. And the European model just this year got a big upgrade to it as well. And that is data assimilation. And that's a whole nother podcast for you. Okay. But okay. that is, in my opinion, the key to the future of improving weather forecasts. So I'm glad that they started to move forward in that direction. That sounds fascinating. We'll definitely have to talk more about that. <laughs> so at the risk of dating myself, I've covered every hurricane that's impacted North Carolina since 1989. My first job was in South Carolina. So I covered the aftermath of Hurricane Hugo. But prior to that, you know, There weren't that many major hurricanes. There was Donna in 1960 and, of course, Hazel before that. Mm -hmm. It feels like they are coming more and more often um, and that North Carolina seems to be a target for these hurricanes. Are we seeing more storms, I mean, and more intense storms, in your opinion? So, you know, geographically speaking, North Carolina, it sticks the farthest out on the East Coast. So it is an easy target in that sense. And we've always had to be alert. But, you know, in regards to climate change and our warming climate and hurricanes, I cannot confidently say that we've seen more hurricanes due to climate change or that we will see more hurricanes due to climate change. The difference here is that the the percentage of these hurricanes that become major hurricanes, 
that's what's going to increase. So because we have these warmer ocean waters, and I mean, you've seen this year, the headlines where the water temperatures are 100 degrees in Florida. I mean, they're in the mid to upper 80s for much of the North Carolina coast as well. With the warmer ocean waters, any storms that develop in the first place are likely to be stronger. So in our changing climate, what we can say is we're likely to see more intense hurricanes in the future, but not necessarily a higher number of hurricanes in the future. Understood. So let's go back to the categories, because I think that can be a little bit deceiving. Can a one be as destructive as a three, given different factors? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look back at Hurricane Florence and what we saw from a category one hurricane that sat and just parked itself over North Carolina for days. So the Saffir-Simpson scale is what we use to categorize those hurricanes. And I mentioned before, it is solely based off of wind speed. And we know that water is the most destructive part of a hurricane and, in fact, the deadliest part of a hurricane. So the Saffir-Simpson scale, it does not account for storm surge, flooding, inland flooding, and river flooding. And, you know, those are the killers in hurricanes. So I definitely think in the future, if there's a way to incorporate impact more than just wind speed, that would be a great step forward in communicating risk. But you know, we do our best here at WRAL to outline the impacts. And I remember so many times on air during Florence us saying, do not pay, you know, do not pay attention to, to the, the number right. that we went from a cat three forecast to a cat one. The impacts that we've been talking about all week, those haven't changed. We're still going to sure. see 30 inches of rain in some areas. Yeah, I remember I was in Wrightsville Beach for that. And the island sat for four days with just rain coming in through the damaged roofs of the houses. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of damage that people, you know, sustained from that category one. We always think of hurricanes as coastal events, but again, that's not always the case. Hugo impacted Charlotte. Hurricane Fran came right through Raleigh in 1996. What are some of the factors that allow a storm to to come inland? So those factors are the same things that we're tracking when a storm is over the ocean. So we look at the jet stream pattern, the upper level winds. That's what steers these tropical systems. And we're going to look at the upper level pattern when we forecast storms that are moving inland. So sometimes it's a, a dip in the jet stream or a big area of high pressure that will steer the storm inland toward us. And sometimes we see these storms move to the Gulf and they kind of track up the East Coast. And I mean, that's what we've really seen over the past five years, I would say, is a lot of those Gulf Coast storms. The Gulf has been hit hard. They move up the coast and they impact everyone from Florida to Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and uh, really cause some issues. I mean, we saw the flooding recently in the mountains with Fred that just absolutely destroyed some of those areas right around the river there. So we've seen that. And of course, we've seen that with other storms impacting Raleigh. And sometimes we can get tropical storm force winds around the triangle from those storms that make landfall south of us and move up the coast. So you don't need to let your guard down just because you're inland. Oh, absolutely absolutely not. And as you mentioned a little bit earlier, a lot of the destruction happens after the storm with rivers flooding I covered Hurricane Floyd in 1999. One-third of our state was flooded. What should people know in the days after a storm? What should they be thinking about? 
You know, that's a great question. Carbon monoxide poisoning. That is what they should be thinking about, which is probably not what you were expecting me to say. Absolutely. But that's one of the deadliest things that we see happen after storms because so many people are using generators and uh, certain things like that. And a lot of times there are, unfortunately, you know, carbon monoxide risks with that. And we've seen an uptick in the amount of deaths due to carbon monoxide poisoning after storms. So make sure that you know how to properly use a generator and do so safely if you have one. Remember, rivers continue to rise as well. That's the other big one that we want you to be aware of. A storm can have completely cleared out of North Carolina. It can be sunny outside and the worst of the flooding maybe yet to hit some areas that flood easily right along our rivers. So just be careful. Carbon monoxide poisoning, be careful of the water, the rivers rising, and power lines are still active a lot of times, some of those power lines that have fallen. So make sure that you're careful, especially with standing water around, power lines down. And if you can stay put, just do after this storm. Let's let our first responders get out on the roads and make sure they're clear for them. Kat, that's awesome. Great advice. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. For more news from WREL, sign up for the WREL Morning Briefing Newsletter. You'll be informed and ready to face the day with one concise email. Sign up at WREL.com slash newsletter. As always, thanks so much for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.